Welcome to the Insurance Post podcast. I'm Emran Hughes, editor of Insurance Post, and today I'm joined by iPRISM's Aaron Woodhams, Aviva's Stephen Wilkinson, Ecclesiastical's Dr James Lindo, and McLaren's Alex Wakefield to talk about Valentine's Day and high net worth insurance. Today on the Insurance Post podcast, I'm joined by Aaron Woodhams, Chief Underwriting Officer of iPRISM, Stephen Wilkinson, Head of Risk Management South for Aviva Private Clients, Dr. James Lindo, Underwriting Director for Art and Private Clients at Ecclesiastical, and Alex Wakefield, Executive Adjuster for Private Clients at McLaren's, as well as Chair of the Chartered Institute of Loss Adjusters Special Interest Group for High Net Worth. With some households spending hundreds, if not thousands of pounds on gifts during the Valentine's period, they're going to talk about addressing the risk of underinsurance. Hi, Aaron, Stephen, James and Alex. Welcome to the Insurance Post podcast. Hi there. Hello. Hello. So, with high-value items like jewellery and handbags vulnerable to price fluctuations and under-insurance, Stephen, how can the industry make sure high net worths have sufficient cover? Well, you're absolutely right that we have seen some um, price fluctuations and uh, price increases across uh, various uh, sectors of contents and uh, valuables. So, you know, in terms of jewellery, there have been some significant fluctuations in gemstones, gold and uh, platinum markets. Um, We know that the IDEX diamond index, for example, has increased substantially between 2020 and 2022. Um, A bit of a decline through 23, but um, it actually finished the year and has started 2024 with a bounce. So um, obviously watch your space, how that progresses during the year, but we're expecting further increases. Luxury labels, including the main handbag manufacturers, uh, have increased in price, uh, prices above the rate of inflation. Um, Luxury prices are up about 32% since 2019-2020 and there's countless examples of of handbag uh, manufacturers that uh, have have sort of doubled their prices on particular uh, models. So um, we've seen, as you say, um, price increases and fluctuations and it's therefore vital that clients uh, ensure they stay on top of their contents and valuable insurance covers. Um, those covers, uh, those values could be uh, too low or indeed occasionally too high as well. So it's important insurers and brokers help educate clients uh, and ensure that they're insuring at the correct value type. Um, so by that I mean uh, retail replacement. So what it would cost to go out and replace those items on a new for old basis. Um, sometimes we'll see clients that have purchased items either through auctions or have inherited items um, and have uh, sort of considered the values at probate values which is very different to going out and replacing uh, items uh, at current current prices. Um, It's important to uh, update valuations for specialist collections so we would recommend every uh, three years for jewellery and every three to five years for fine arts and there are actually some fine art valuers now who are um, uh, increasing or updating their valuations on an annual basis, which is fantastic for, for customers uh, and insurers as well. Mm. Um, it's important just on general contents uh, to review that annually. Uh, insurers uh, update or index linked value, um, uh, on an annual basis, but uh, sometimes it's not always best to rely on that, um, especially over the longer term, 
because you need to think about where contents are being purchased, whether it's from high street, luxury brands, Europe, US, or interior designers may have been used, which will all impact uh, the cost of uh, replacing those contents. I mean, Aaron, um, what approach does iPRISM take to reminding high net worth clients that diamonds, and also I'm aware of the sexism in this. I mean, my other half was hoping for like a watch. I mean, it won't be a high, it won't be thousands though. He, I, I, I can already reassure you that his insurance needs won't need to be reassessed as a result of my Valentine's gift. But um, with watches as well, what approach does iPRISM take to reminding high net worth clients that gifts, expensive gifts around this time of the year will need additional cover. Yeah, it's exactly that. Um, I mean, basically, we put a notice on the brokers to make sure they do a fact find uh, to really make sure that they're getting the values, uh, the right values insured. Uh, ultimately, we want the right outcome for the policy holder in the event of a claim. Uh, so we do make sure that the, we work with brokers who understand their clients' needs. Obviously, there is a lot of fluctuation in the markets around any commodities at the moment. Uh, so we are aware and we make that sort of... Uh, quite a priority to them brokers to ensure that, that they get the full um, values of the contents and the jewellery, mm. the high valuable jewelries. Um, we're seeing an uptick in claims with high valuable jewelries, and it's important to make sure definitely that they've got up-to-date valuations, receipts, etc. but really ensure that the broker understands the client's needs um, and to make sure we're insuring on the right basis because basically we want the right outcome for the policyholder in the event of a claim. Mm, I mean, on, on that note, in terms of making sure um, the right items, James, what evidence does Ecclesiastical expect to see for the items valued over a certain amount? Yes, I mean, it's, it's, a, good, it's a good question. I, I was thinking back for today's theme. Obviously, we're focusing on Valentine's Day today, but of course there are other times in the year when you can get um, seasonal increases such as Christmas, um, bonus time, if anyone's lucky enough to get that, coming in April time. So there are, there are pockets during the year when individual clients' needs will, will increase. Uh, you know, having been in the market myself 25 plus years, I was thinking back and the, the one of the ways the market's responded to the needs of clients is unspecified cover, particularly in terms of item limits. And I think back to the market, sort of £5,000 cover was given in the early days of the high net worth market. Now it's common to see unspecified limits at uh, 30, 40, 50,000 for fine art and uh, jewellery, which does give some buffer of protection for clients to, uh, to know that they have got an unspecified level of cover as long as they're assessing their sums insured accurately. I think there's also the uh, the way the market's responded to fluctuations over the year is by giving automatic acquisition cover. And again, this is a real hallmark of the high net worth space um, in terms of giving up to 60 days, sometimes more cover for peace of mind for clients who have gone out and purchased an item and for whatever, whatever reason aren't able to tell their broker and then onto their insurer that they've made these acquisitions. They know they're protected from the moment that item leaves the shop. Mm, Alex, does McLaren's take a similar approach in terms of keeping on top of... You know, has someone been on a spending spree? I assume it doesn't even have to be for special events these days, is it? It's just a grand holiday, grand tour. Yeah, it's mm. it's um, it, it, myself and my colleagues are the ones who, who end up sitting opposite somebody at their at their table talking about the actual claim, um, and we're looking for uh, for ways to engage with that additional beneficial cover, which which traditionally comes with these policies, to do as much as possible. Um, to, to help, um, it's important to us. Um, there's there's often a perception that uh, even in this even in this um, area that the the insurance company is here to is to, here to try and sort of trim things down somewhat. And it's really important to us very quickly to to dispel that myth. 
Um, and we can do that by preparing for our visits and, and making sure we know what additional covers in place, whether that is something associated with a, you know, an uplift or, or recent acquisitions. Um, retrospective cover is, is available and also just trying to be very reasonable about things inadvertent omission um, does happen um, and um, most of the time we have an opportunity to actually engage with uh, the insurers who instruct us um, to, to give you know a full story full account of what's happened so that uh, you know sometimes the human factors can be taken into account beyond the, the, the beneficial policy cover. I mean, Stephen, how have consumer expectations of high net worth cover changed in recent years? I think a lot of people have touched on it's not it's not a once a year conversation for some people. It's quite an ongoing dialogue. It is, and that's uh, that's actually really important. But in the twenty odd years, you know, I've been in the industry, clients' expectations have definitely uh, altered. Um, James alluded to there earlier about uh, wider covers being introduced, uh, new covers as well. Um, to sort of move with current trends and uh, and and so forth, um, and ease of doing business has always been really important in the high net worth space, particularly around the claims handling. Um, so that's uh, that's definitely an area that uh, continues to uh, to to be a focus, um, and just moving with advancements in technology as well for clients. So such as wanting to be able to do things on their phone, whether that is accessing their policy documents or, or claims via via their smart devices. Mm, Aaron, would you agree? It's it's changed rapidly in terms of how. Um, the high net worths wish to engage with their insurer? Oh, 100%, definitely. Uh, but in addition to that, I will say, even with a high net worth policyholder, the cost of living has affected all of us, uh, and includes inclusive of the high net worth policyholder. Uh, these individuals paying thousands of pounds for policies expect a first-class service, and uh, we make sure we use the right claims handlers as well, who understands that client's needs. So definitely enhancements in coverage. Uh, times have changed. Things like cyber cover now you'll see more in, in high net worth policy wordings. So you know the, the, the high net worth policy holder will expect more coverage um, and a fast speedy turnaround when a claim does occur. And James, is that something you're seeing that, that you know, um, obviously with the FCA's um, consumer duty and fair value, high net worths want fair value, um, fair value as well and they're expecting that higher level of service. Yes, I, I, I agree. I think you know technology has been obviously the key driver in the last twenty plus years that we've we've seen the market evolve. But I, th- I think probably fundamentally those those expectations, and those demands of high net worth clients actually hasn't changed in that time. Uh, the demands for service, uh, the, the need for broader policies has always been there. But under you know we all understand that ultimately no matter how good an insurance product it is, it's the claim service that really is critical. And I think in that sense, you know the the appetite of the market hasn't really evolved that much over the last twenty or so. Years. Years. Mm. Alex, I mean, what what are the exp- are the expectations the same as they've always been for the high net worths at the point of claim, or are they expecting more? And what are they expecting these days? I think I think it's just a human human factor, really. Whatever type of policy you're dealing with, people expect to be you know, treated fairly reasonably and and quickly. Um, it, it with with these sorts of uh, these sorts of claims, often you know something very distressing has happened. Um, for example, if, you, if you're dealing with a, a theft claim, let's say for, uh, talking about a jewellery loss, it, it could have been you know something very traumatic that's happened. You know, home invasion, um, burglary. It it affects everybody, um, and I think you have to take each each case as it comes and, and take into account the, the the human side of things. Um, I think that's important across the board. Um, I don't think that's changed at all. Um, having um, additional policy cover 
uh, is important. So uh, taking into account the changes in lifestyle for modern technology. And as we were talking about at the start of the discussion, making sure that the policy is there to keep tabs of, of um, trends and changes. Um, and, uh, and and the engagement regularly with uh, with brokers and insurers to make sure that the, that the covers there in the event that the claim is 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 uh, is coming about. And Alex, has the nature of claims changed? I mean, perhaps not so much over the last five years, but over the last decade. I mean, the value of what it is in some of these top end handbags now. Just you know, mobile phones costing more than computers would have done five or ten years ago. So, has the nature of claims from high net worths changed? Um, People have always had flashy things. Um, gadgets are, are, um, are an interesting discussion in, in their own in their own right, um, but uh, it, it's it's the sort of shiny, glitzy things that they've always had close attention. Um, there's been a lot of talk about watches in in the recent past. Um, watches have gone from being a kind of you know something a practical thing that you will you will wear to actually being a, a sort of instrument of of investment. Um, they're very tax efficient investments, and that in itself has pushed the prices up. Um, and it's it's things like that that are that are very hard to get hold of that, that are a challenge when it comes to actually settling a claim. Certain watches um, you you simply cannot find at any price. Um, or you may have to, to to pay a premium in in the, in the used market to, to get hold of it, um, and that in itself puts puts pressure on. In theory, a, 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 an insured may have um, sufficient cover to replace at RRP, but um, if they want a, you know, a particular Rolex, for example, um, they may have to pay two or three times that amount to actually get one on their wrists. You know, after, after settlement. So that's that's an additional challenge, um, and that is a more recent thing. Um, it, Rolexes, um, you could you could say that exactly the same thing for, for certain handbag manufacturers as, mm. as well. And what impact does that have at the underwriting stage? Um, so, for example, Stephen, it, it's Valentine's Day. People may be getting very unique gifts. That Rolex that um, appeared in a film, and it's that specific Rolex that that's irreplaceable once that's gone, or a, or piece of fine art that's uh, one of a kind. How what impact does that have in terms of underwriting and? The expectations of high, managing the expectations for high net worth that if these things are taken or damaged, they'll there may be a cash payment, but they, they, they will be impossible to replace. Yeah, and it's important that those items are uh, specified on the policy as soon as possible post purchase, and obviously at the at the value that they have been uh, purchased at or at the, at the replacement value. Um, and, uh, and 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 so forth. So um, it's really important to get them onto the policy, um, and uh, and uh, and and yeah, yeah. Um, which leads us on to the future. So Aaron, um, for kind of summing up, when it comes to innovation, what's going on in the high net worth market at the moment to make sure that people are impressed by their cover as well as the pricey gift they might receive this Valentine's Day. Yeah, sure. Um, I, mean, I think personally, uh, again, it's going back to the brokers understanding the brokers' needs, um, or the, the brokers understanding the, the policyholders' needs. Uh, we have a higher skill set of underwriters to under, underwrite these kind of risks. They know exactly what they need to be asking for, the valuations, key receipts. I think definitely the the sort of claims we're seeing as well, the type of claims, definitely with the high value watches and jewellery. We're seeing more aggressive claims, you know, where, where the individuals have been attacked, or you know, the, in the homes where people just barge through homes, etc. So, I think to try and capture that, you know, and try and dilute that exposure is be sensible. You know, for for people who've got these high-end value watches, 
you know, wear them on special occasions, but you know, not don't wear them sort of in the middle of London, mm. in the West End at two o'clock in the morning when you know there's people looking out for these kind of individuals. Mm. Um, or posting f- about the, or posting images of them, of them on social media. It's as exactly well. that. You know, mm. you've got FaceTime, TikTok, you've got all these various. Um, you know, markets where you know people advertise and what they've got and where they've got it and how they've got it, etc. Mm. I think just be just be sensible, uh, but ultimately, yeah, make sure that these you know you've got valuations, receipts, photographs. You know, make sure you've got the right cash rate and safes. Make sure you've got the right alarm systems in the home. Um, really, sort of be be careful. So not just the cover. I mean, James, is that kind of the innovation as well that it's moving from not just a simple cover. It's moving to helping these individuals mitigate the risk that they face and tips such as those um, just shared. Yeah, I, th- I think that I think that's really true actually because you know if you think about the high net worth market, you know, in the UK, twenty five plus years, it's been worldwide all risk cover from day one. So on the one hand, where do you take that breadth of cover? And I think the points you've mentioned in terms of an almost insurance policy trying to go with the bar broker partners to go beyond the policy and to try and give that sort of extra level of service because you know, these are incredibly time poor people wealthy people but sometimes the obvious things that you mentioned earlier in terms of you know actually thinking about your profile on the media presence thinking about the footprint you leave when you say you're on holiday in Val d'Isere you're making yourself prone to a burglary when you're, you're not in the UK and I think things like cyber cover which, which has developed as a sort of stay in the market now for the last few years is trying to go that level where it's not actually just about the product it's about the advice we can give beyond the policy through things like Stephen does on the risk management side to actually visit the clients spend time with the brokers and try and think about as I say policy coverage probably can't go much further rather rather than a few responses to market needs but actually where we can still deliver more in the high net worth space is about service making sure that everything we do is at the forefront of the client's needs and responding to those spates in, in, in the sort of market in terms of unusual claims, aggravated burglaries, etc. Really making sure that we sit down and look at each individual client's needs on a case-by-case basis is probably where we can do even more to make ourselves bespoke insurers. Mm. Alex, and is that something that you're kind of feeding into with the insurers as well in terms of making clear what is an unusual claim and what is something of growing, you know, a, a growing magnitude, increasingly the norm? Yeah, we, we, we're, we're fortunate that we, we were able to, um, to, to speak um, to, to our principals um, at length we're close to them and we've got excellent relationships so yeah we, we feed back and we know we know what what the trends are um the things that that my colleagues here have been discussing um aggravated burglaries for example you know that there's 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 cover there for um to assist with counseling there's there's additional cover there as well to assist with um, security upgrades under certain circumstances and it, it, it's knowing that um uh, when it, when you have that sort of distressing loss to deal with um, you're able to offer some some practical assistance, um, but uh, yeah, I mean the the trends do change, and 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 really, there's a lot of work that goes on to to try and prevent this from happening in the first place. These the, the sort of endorsements and and conditions on the policy are there to 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 try and stop something like this uh, arising. Um, because no one wants it. It, you know, it. It's nice to know that you've got the cover there, but it's best if you never have to test it. Mm. So Stephen, would you agree? It's perhaps not so much changes in policies, but more in terms of that um, journey for the high net worth. So advising them in advance not to do as I've just done and tell everybody that your other half wants to watch. But I did I did add the caveat, didn't I, that it wasn't expensive. So no one's going to target him as on the streets of London as a result of this. Do be clear, what what is on his wrist won't be worth that much money. Um, but both 
preparing them to avoid having to make a claim in the first place, but also kind of offering more of that human touch, that kind of counselling, if you know, if it is kind of an agro an, aggra- um, an aggravated burglary or street so. theft these days. Yeah, very much so. It's it you know it's about in um, ensuring the individual and protecting their lifestyle for us. So um, we have a risk management team. We visit um, uh, a lot of our clients on a uh, on a daily basis, annual basis. We're out there uh, meeting uh, customers, talking to them about how they uh, want to protect. Um, you know their their high value items, and uh, we will review and assist them with uh, security mm-hmm. and fire protections and safes and so forth. And um, talk earlier about social media posting and so forth. And we'll have these conversations with the clients to make sure that um, they are aware of uh, the uh, the sort of latest trends and issues that are that are happening out there and um, in in you know with uh, with our primary reason to make sure that we protect them as best as possible that brings us to the end of this episode of the insurance post podcast i would like to thank aaron stephen james and alex for joining us and sharing their insight on valentine's day and high net worth insurance as always also thanks to you for listening to the insurance post podcast if you enjoy our show Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing to Insurance Post and following us on Facebook, LinkedIn and X. Make sure you come back because our next podcast will be on mentoring and apprenticeships changing insurance. Until then, this is Emma Ann Hughes signing off. The Insurance Post podcast is a product of InfoPro Digital. <laughs>